This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, and I am your host today. Rush, to, or not Rush to Reason, that's next. Ready Radio. Too many R's here. Rush, Ready, Radio. Anyways, Ready Radio, where we talk everything necessary to keep you prepared for the what-ifs of life. Uh, lines are open, by the way, if you want to call in. And yes, we're live today. I know last week I was out babysitting my grandkids, but yes, today we are live. So feel free to call in 303-477-5600. Text line also open 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. Want to introduce a new sponsor we've got today. So on top of all of the other sponsors, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, Colorado Greenhouse Builders, Novus Auto Glass, Roof Max, now also Stack Optical joining us on the program. And uh, I appreciate that very much. You'll hear an ad for uh, Alan Stack here in a little bit. Uh, but I went down and visited Alan uh, last week and had great conversation. And he's been around the KLZ uh, end of things for quite some time now. So I want to thank Scott from Haystack Help and Sportsman of Colorado, kind of put us all together. And Alan's a great guy. Anything you need when it comes to your eyes, whether that be a uh, 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 an exam, make sure I say that correctly, an exam, which they've got a special, they're $69, by the way. Anything else you need, eyewear, they've got handled. In fact, Alan prides himself on being an inventor. There's things that they have, frankly, that really no one else has when it comes to some of the the um, glasses, sunglasses, things like that, that can help you see better in all conditions, whether that be shooting, hunting, driving, day-to-day use, reading, contacts, you name it, they can do it all. Again, it's Stack, S-T-A-C-K, stackoptical.com. So I want to thank Alan for joining us and being a part of what we do here at Rush Media Group, which includes Ready Radio, Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and then, of course, he'll be with Scott on uh, Haystack Help Radio, Sportsman of Colorado, which he's already been on as well. So today, evacuation tips. We've already heard... Some folks uh, go through some of this as we go through some of these these different events that we have. And I know there's a lot of folks that listen outside of the Colorado area, so this can apply to anyone, anywhere. It doesn't matter whether you have a big tornado like what went through Kansas this past week. It could be flooding. could be a bad snowstorm. Blizzard conditions. could be floods. Uh, wildfires, which really is kind of what got me going on it in the first place because of some of what's happened here locally uh, of late, including myself and Granby just a, not even a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. So went through a few things even on my own end of different things that I feel you need to be prepared for when it comes to evacuations. And, you know, we always think, at least I did, oh, that won't happen to me. Yeah, you know, my house isn't going to burn to the ground. Nobody ever thinks that those events are going to happen to them. And by the way, none of us are immune from those sorts of events. And, and folks, it doesn't matter. It could be, oh, I'll never, I'll never have cancer, or I'll, I'll never lose a limb, or I'll, I'll never have any kind of a medical condition I can't overcome, or, you know, my kids will always do such and such, or, you know, I'll always, you know, have money and, and be able to live the life that I want to live, and on and on we go. No one ever thinks things happen or are going to happen to them. And what I will say is, I'm one of those where be prepared just in case. That doesn't mean, by the way, and I, I think I should have said this really at the start of this particular show, even when we started it back a few months ago, 
just because you're prepared doesn't mean you're negative. Doesn't mean that you're, you know, just waiting for the sky to fall tomorrow. No, actually quite the opposite. It means that you're ready for anything that would come along. You're prepared. You've thought it through. And you'll be one of those individuals that when something does happen, you're going to be the go-to person. And that's something that, by the way, in any of these tips you read online, I went through a lot of a lot of these things this past week. None of the online tips will talk about how you'll potentially be the go-to guy if, in fact, you're prepared. But trust me, you will be. I already experienced this some in the the cabin, the neighborhood where my you know where my cabin was, and, and the fire came through, the troublesome fire. And because I knew some things about the insurance side and how to handle claims and public adjusters and all that sort of stuff, when some of the questions started to fly around, I became kind of, you know, one of those go-to guys on, you know, how does this work? And this is a side note because, you know, I've got insurance, insurance advertisers on my other shows, not necessarily here. I guess I should work on that because insurance is one of those things you need also, I think, to be prepared. Uh, that fire that happened in Louisville, the, the Marshall Fire up in Boulder, for some of you maybe that don't listen to me on a daily basis, 92% underinsured. That means only 8% of all of those homes up there had the proper insurance. 92% are underinsured. Don't let that be you. That also comes into this whole How are you prepared? But I'm going to go through a few things today on just what to do. If you've got suggestions, even things that I leave out, I don't know at all, folks, if there's something that I've missed or forgotten or there's something you feel works or you've done it in the past and you want to add. Some of you have been in the safety end of things, have worked in public safety as well. If there's something you'd like to add to what I'm talking about today, feel free. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. I probably should just ask, what's your tip? If you're going to evacuate or have to evacuate your home, give me a tip as to what you've already got ready to go. 303-477-5600 or the text line 307-200-8222. So some of these are general and it'll apply to anything. Others will get more specific and you'll know what I mean by that as we kind of go through this list. First off, unless you're single, like... Charlie, where are you meeting? In other words, if there's an evacuation and you've got a, you know, a better half or you live with other family members, kids, maybe they're elementary school kids and, you know, they've got to come home from school or wherever. Maybe they're old, you know, older kids that work jobs, drive, do do things on their own. Where are you meeting? So I'll use the Louisville, the Marshall Fire as an example. I say Louisville, it was Boulder, Louisville Superior. So the Marshall Fire. Uh, that happened during the day. Charlie and I were actually watching it. We, we were here literally looking out the window. The winds were blowing hard. We saw the fire get started. We knew that it had started through some of the news outlets. By the time we got off air that night at 6 o'clock, that was a Friday night. And by the time, or it was a Thursday night, Charlie, I can't remember, Thursday or Friday night. Uh, by the time we got off air... That thing was full-blown, had already taken over some of the neighborhoods that were up in that area. You could see things on the news. It happened that fast. Point being, there were a lot of those individuals that weren't there. Actually, it was probably a good thing. Made the evacuation a little better. But 
if you were not at home and your spouse, kids, family members, whatever, and you couldn't get on the cell phone to figure out where they're at, how, where are you meeting? What's your plan? By the way, that should be one of your number one plans. I think the other thing that is a big deal, at least it is to me, what's going on with your pets? A lot of us will leave pets at home when we're gone. What are you doing with your pet? Do you have a plan with a neighbor, somebody nearby, somebody that might be closer than you are? You know, me, I'll give give you my example. You know, Charlie and I are both, from at least from my home, I'm a good 35 to 45 minutes away, depending upon traffic, and that's without an evacuation in place. That's on a good traffic day. I'm 35, 40 minutes away from my home. So where where am I meeting? Because and, and who's going to take care of my pets if I can't get there in time? Because again, I'm I'm in an evacuation scenario. I'm probably an hour and a half away at least. If traffic starts to get really heavy, the folks trying to evacuate out of the Marshall Fire area, uh, I I've got family members that were involved in that, and you know even the stories that they will tell you is it was just pandemonium. There were cars everywhere. Uh, roads were blocked. Couldn't get the traffic through quickly enough. Not a good situation to be in the middle of. And by the way, if an area is being evacuated, you're not going in anyway. So what are you doing with your pets? How are they going to be taken care of? Part of this whole planning ahead on the front side end of things. The other thing that I would say, which is an easy thing, and I'll go through this in detail. We'll take a break here in a minute, but I'm going to go through some of this even in more detail. Where are all of your things stored? What I mean by that is all of your records and things that are of importance, where are they? Are they physical papers? Have you scanned, uploaded them to the cloud where they're safe and secure no matter what happens? I'll get into some of that in a moment and how some of that works or how I think you should do some of that. And again, I'm, I'm by no means the ultimate expert in all of this. I'll just tell you my ways of doing it. But I will tell you after losing a home, I will tell you the things that matter versus the things that don't. And I will tell you right now, material things can be replaced. That is the least of my worries. The, folks, that's why you have insurance. Make sure it's properly insured and every one of those items that burns up can be replaced. The things that cannot be replaced are some of the things that I'll mention when we come back. Photos, pictures, uh, certificates, things that, are, that, are, you know, that, that have meaning to you. And, and by the way, some of those things will not be electronic unless you make them that way. Mementos, things like that, things that maybe have been passed down to you. You may have a special book, a Bible, uh, you name it. Th- those sorts of things, those are the things, by the way, that cannot be replaced. Now, they can be, but not really. And you know what I mean by that. Physically, yes. Mentally, no. So, again, kind of take inventory of your home. We talk about this a lot even on Fix-It Radio. We've done this in the past. And, and by the way, Jersey Joe has been really a great asset in this in that, you know, how do you prepare yourself in this particular situation when it comes to the potential even of a claim down the road, you know, because of a total loss. So I'll get into more of that here in a moment. Again, if you've got suggestions on what to do in any of these areas, please let me know, 303 477 Five six zero zero. You can also text us 307 200 8222. I'll take a little bit of an early break here so I can come back and really delve into some of the. So, oh, I, okay, Charlie, I'll give you some time. No worries. I'll keep going then. Charlie says 
his side's not quite ready yet, so I'll keep going. By the way, as, as a side note to this, <laughs> I went to the uh, evacuation tip website from the government. Uh, I'll just be the first to tell you, lame at best. Not a lot of information there. In fact, we're going to give you far more information today than is on the taxpayer-funded government website. Remember, government has no money. So uh, much more information today that I'll give you than what's on the government's website. And I, I'm not sure why, because you know FEMA and a lot of the folks that are involved in government know the things that happen in one of these you know big natural disasters. But for some odd reason, what they know never made it to paper and never made it to a website. So again, I'm going to keep giving you information here, and, and I've got a lot when it comes to this electronic end of things and how I feel you should have things backed up. And, and where I know a lot of this isn't getting done is from my business coaching end of things. One of the first things I start looking at outside of how much time is somebody spending, what systems do they have, where do they want to go with the business, and so on, just is how is all of these things that are meaningful to you stored? How does it work? And I'll, I'll tell you right now, in most cases, not super well. It's one of the things we, we kind of focus on is how do we keep track and keep tabs of all these things. And I'll help you with some of that here just as soon as we come back. So hang tight. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. And again, great new sponsor today that's joining us now moving forward, Stack Optical. And, and I appreciate Alan joining us. But don't forget about all of our other great sponsors. Novus Auto Glass, which I know you'll hear their ad run, and it's tagged with driveradio.com. But you can also find them on all of our other websites, include, including this one, ready-radio.com. All of our sponsors are there. So yeah, you can't miss anything if you go to one of the websites. So we'll be right back. This is Ready Radio, KLZ 560. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. 
Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air not only handles all of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what-ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have that uh, beloved star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Auto Glass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair back in 1972 and still leads the industry today. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass shops offer services, they don't offer the warranties that Novus does. They have a lifetime limited warranty where if that repair doesn't work, they'll put that money towards a full windshield replacement. Find a Novus location near you by going to any one of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. All right, Ready Radio, KLZ 560. And again, we do have lines open. You're welcome to call in 303-477-5600. Anything you've got to add to what we're talking about here. This is also, I should have mentioned this earlier, Wildfire Awareness Month. Partly why I did this evacuation tip uh, show today as well. This is Wildfire Awareness Month. And for us in Colorado, really Colorado, Wyoming, uh, Kansas, I mean, all of you that listen in our, our four, you know, three, four state area this applies to really the majority of you that are listening and it can happen to anyone and as we learned in the Marshall fire up in the Louisville uh, Superior Boulder area uh, you don't have to live in the mountains to have that happen and I'm I'm afraid I said this when all of that was going on or shortly thereafter I'm afraid that won't be the last one of those we see there's a lot of open space and in open ground in between our foothills and housing developments and so on all along our front range where what happened in that superior area could easily happen again. I'm not predicting that it is, but uh, it, it could happen again, folks. We build houses so close together in, in this area because of the, the cost of land and so on. I get it, but we build them so close together, maximizing you know the footprint that we have in those particular areas that when one catches, the next does, the next does, the next does. And you saw what happened uh, up in the Boulder area, uh, 1,000-plus homes burned. And again, as I said earlier, only 8% of them were fully insured, 8%. So let's talk about, for a moment, the things that you should be storing electronically. And again, this applies really to all sorts of things. We're talking about evacuation in case of you know wildfire and things along those lines, but 
this applies even to being robbed, having just a single fire in your existing home, any number of things along those lines. It's just, to me, it's a good idea to have as many things, if not everything, stored electronically, which makes things, in my opinion, much more retrievable. And the, and the types of things, by the way, make sure you have electronic copies of. In a lot of cases, they're already coming this way anyways. But for some of you that maybe have lived in a home or, or you know haven't moved in quite some time, haven't gone through a refi, maybe own your home outright, a lot of things that you have will not be electronic. So here's sort of a short list. Of course, estate planning and wills, which, of course, if you've had that done by an attorney like Michael Bailey, who's here at KLZ, anybody along those lines, typically they're going to have a copy as well. But what if you can't get a hold of Michael? Now, I know that's probably not going to happen, but I'm one where I, I want my own copy as well. And I want my own electronic copy. So wills, insurance policies, a lot of those come electronic now anyways, but a lot of them still come on paper. If you're one of those paper individuals, scan it or have your insurance agent send you a copy. And the reason why I recommend you have a copy is not that I don't trust insurance companies, but I don't trust insurance companies. Doesn't mean I don't trust the agents, I do. But insurance companies can get really weird on things. And I want the copy of what I'm paying for when I, you know, when I did my last renewal and they send you an update of what the policy now says, I want that copy. You should too. And yes, they can change things. And it's been known to happen. Deductibles, what they're covering, how much they're covering, and so on. Again, typically a lot of you, you're smart. You're my listeners. You're, you're going through these things on a routine basis anyways. But make sure you've got an electronic copy. Pictures. You always see, especially in movies, where people are running back into whatever the situation is, whatever the disaster is, and they're grabbing stuff, photos, things off the wall. I will tell you right now, not my concern. I think I've got three or four albums left that my wife and I have to go through, and we literally have gone through that arduous process of scanning all of those photos actually I, I was i cheated there's companies that do this for you now where you can take literal stacks of pictures and mail them off and they will do all the scanning for you and put them on uh, digital you know copy jump drive whatever you want to do and then you've got those pictures from that point forward i also have a little machine it wasn't very expensive where you can scan those your, yourself and again those could all be done electronically and I think they should. The last thing I want to do is run back into the house, risk life and limb over a picture. Yes, I know pictures are important. It's a snapshot of time, and we like having them. But there is, there is no picture out there worth going back in for and, and having any kind of a injury or loss of life over. So photos. I, I'm one where scan your old photos. We live in a digital age now. Uh, you look at start looking. And I, I did this the other day, again, because I've been going through this for the past, really, past several months going through lots and lots of pictures. And Charlie knows what I mean here. As time goes by, those things degrade anyways. Even in a, a uh, cellophane picture book, those pictures start to degrade. It's amazing. You know, when you first pulled that out of the little envelope back in the day after it was developed and you looked at it, you're like, wow, okay, this thing looks pretty good. 
you look at it some 30 years later and it doesn't look the same as it did 30 years ago. So again, I'm one, get those things digitized. The digital picture always stays the same. It never changes. In fact, they can be touched up and modified. And you guys know what I mean by that. You can, you want to take a person out, go for it. Anyways, take those pictures, go through things, get them scanned. Your home loan closing documents. Usually those are done now in in an electronic form, have been now for a number of years where you most likely have copies of those. Although, again, as I said a moment ago, if you're somebody that's lived in your home for a long time and you haven't been through that process, you'd want to have those. I'm also one where if your home is paid for and you've got a copy of your deed and so on, that should be electronic as well. It typically is at the clerk's office, but not only for this reason, but for others, you want to have that scanned copy and have an electronic form of it. Again, these are easy things to get done. If you can't scan them, typically you have a family member, somebody you know that can help you. Not hard to do. And and Charlie, Kinko's went away. It's, is it FedEx now that runs the little offices? Is, is that what happened? I can't remember. Kinko's went away. FedEx bought them, I believe. I think they've even got the ability to help you get some of these documents scanned and handled if need be, if that's something you need help with. Other important purchases. For example, your car. Those, I can tell you, don't come electronic. In the state of Colorado, we are required to have wet signatures on any kind of a car contract. You're not going to get those electronic. Every car contract, at least that I know of, in the state of Colorado will be a wet signature, and they'll be on paper. Take those documents, scan them, and I'm preaching to you know myself now because I need to do the same thing in this particular area. I was thinking about that this morning. All of your car documents, you should scan. And I would say even titles, and that's another thing I need to go through and do as well. And and given the fact I have a large fleet, I have a lot to scan. But again, having copies of those is a great idea. In fact, it's a must. So go through your records and those different things and figure out what needs scanned, what needs to be electronic, and what doesn't. Okay, once we have all that done, Again, this is preparedness. This is getting ready for those what-ifs of life. And I don't care what it is that comes along, we want to have these things ready. Next thing you want to do, and this comes from Joe in Jersey who says this all the time, take lots of pictures and videos of what you currently own now. What's on the wall? What's in that drawer? Pull the drawer out. Take a picture. I don't care if it's a junk drawer. What, you know, what's in all of these different areas of your home? What's in your toolbox? What's in your cupboards? What's in the garage? I mean, everything from, and I know this from having to do this and what happened up in Granby, everything down to how many Christmas balls do you put on the tree? Because if those things are lost, they're insured, but they have to be, in most cases, most insurance companies are going to require you to list those out if they're lost. So go ahead and make uh, you know, go ahead and take as many pictures of those things as you possibly can. You know, I've got this many Christmas trees, or I have this many lights that go on the outside of the house, or, or, or. Go through that list and take lots of pictures. Especially things that are valuable that you will want to replace if something were to happen 
to them. Now, I'm not talking the junk stuff, but the good stuff you'd want replaced, take pictures of. One thing, by the way, that a lot of people take pictures of, but the insurance company won't pay you to replace, is landscaping. You can take all the pictures of the landscaping you want. won't matter. They don't cover that. It's another thing that I believe the Marshall Fire folks are learning. If you've got a you know, really nice, uh, nicely done uh, outdoor area, landscaped and so on, they might, if it's listed properly, cover your outdoor kitchen if you have one. But your regular landscaping, that 30-foot spruce tree, all those things, they'll, they'll give you a little bit of money for some of what I'm talking about, but it will not make you whole again. Not even close. You might have, you know, 20 trees on your property. Look at your policy. There's even a limit to how many of those they'll pay for. So you can take pictures of landscaping, but chances of them replacing it are slim. On top of all of this, I would keep a master file, master spreadsheet, however you want to do it, and make a list of all of the important items that I'm talking about. Outside of the pictures, by the way. And as you buy new things... So you, you just bought something, piece of art, whatever it happens to be. I would write that down, put the value down, uh, scan a copy of the receipt, keep all that stuff electronic like I just said, so you've then got copies of it. As far as all of these files go, a lot of you will just stick them on a computer, which is okay, provided that computer is backed up somewhere outside of your home. If you choose to be one of those persons that doesn't trust the cloud, fine, I get it. At least put it on a backup drive and then go put that backup drive in a safety deposit box or go store it someplace else where you know it's going to be safe. If I'm one, just put it in the cloud. Tons and tons of cloud services. Some of what you folks have already included, you just don't know it. You know, Apple, for example, I think I get a full terabyte of storage for free as being an Apple customer. I buy the extra because I have a lot more files than that. But the reality is you you can do this numerous ways. Dropbox gives you a certain amount. Google gives you a certain amount. All of them have the ability for you to store some of these things independent of your current computer. And by the way, you can do this to where it's all automatic. So if you add a file to a folder, it backs up automatically. You don't have to do anything manually anymore if you've got things set up Correctly. And by the way, if you don't and you need help with this, we have individuals out there that we can refer you to that can help you with these things to make sure things are backed up properly. The other reason to have everything backed up is you get any kind of, you know, malware, ransomware, anything along those lines. Okay, dump it, go get another computer or another hard drive and set things back up and away you go and it doesn't, you don't have to pay anything. Who cares? Typically a home computer doesn't have enough information on it to mess with if things are backed up like I just said. The problem is a lot of folks will do pictures and things like that, and they'll do it in a way where it's never backed up. It's sort of like having a picture album that burns up. We want things backed up outside of the computer that you use. One idea that I ran across on the Internet, which I'd never thought about, but this is a good one, by the way, get an old suitcase. Maybe it's one you have or go to you know, Goodwill or Salvation Army or wherever and pick up an old suitcase. Steal it from the homeless guy down on the corner. No, I didn't say that. That's mean. Sorry, Charlie. That's really mean. But get an old suitcase. And in it, 
pack extra clothes. Things that you aren't normally wearing now, maybe they're older items where, yeah, you know, they may not be the most fashionable, but they'll put clothes on your back and go ahead and pack a suitcase that has those things in them. So that if there's an evacuation, you grab that suitcase and out the door you go. It's already got a set of underwear, clothing, socks, maybe some extra shoes, maybe short sleeve, long sleeve shirts, depending upon you. In Colorado, we need it all, depending upon what time of the year it is. Maybe an extra jacket, toiletries. So toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, things like that, things that you would need. Extra medication. That's something we talked about several weeks ago, but if you're somebody that relies on a particular medication, I would advise you to get an extra supply of that, and in this suitcase, throw it in. Again, if something were to happen and you need to get out quickly, you grab and go. This is sort of like a bug-out bag, only differently because we're evacuating because of an emergency. Grab it and go. I guarantee you there were a lot of folks out of that thousand up in that Marshall Fire area that didn't do what I just said. Some of them never got back home, of course. That's a whole different story, but they didn't have anything like this at all. So, again, make a list. Get this, you know, th- this particular suitcase. And no, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, just something that you can throw these items into, have it, you know, sh- shoved away into a closet, out in the garage, wherever, someplace where it's easy to grab and go. And you're ready. And that would include all of your family members once again. The last thing you want to do, and this happened in the Marshall Fire, is have to be running around after a big fire trying to figure out what clothes you're going to wear the next several days. And no, you don't want to wear the ones you're wearing now. That gets really stinky really fast. So figure that out, how much of it you need. Maybe you need two bags. Maybe one's enough. Again, you decide what that needs to be. Figure out how to pack it. Again, the last thing you want to be doing is running through the closet, throwing things into a bag, and then running out in an evacuation. Have this stuff ready to go on the front side. And like I said, make sure that your other necessities, you know, myself, for example, I wear contacts. I, and I already have some of this, so extra contact solution, extra pair of contacts even. All those sorts of things where if you need it to, you know, to be productive, and you, you know, Allen Stack, Stack Optical, if you need an extra pair of glasses, or you, you buy a new pair and you want to stick the old ones in this suitcase, whatever works for you. Have this ready to go where you can just pick it up and go. Now, the other option is have a bag close by, but have at least a cupboard or a storage area where this stuff is there where you just go and open a bag and shove it all in and go. You could do that, I guess, if you want to, but I like the idea of just having an extra suitcase packed and ready to go. I'm actually going to do that. It's a great idea. Find an old bag, throw the stuff in there. Wouldn't even matter if I had a broken wheel or anything along those lines. Any old bag that you would normally be tossing, put this stuff in it, and then go stick it away someplace. I would also, if it were me, just because you never know where you're going to end up, I'd stick an extra roll of toilet paper, some Kleenex, some baby wipes, because you can always clean up with a baby wipe if needed. Again, sanitary, hygiene, things along those lines. Whatever you think you might need, even a small first aid kit, throw in that suitcase, have it ready to go, because you don't know when you may be back into your home. In the case of some of those folks up in Louisville, they're not going to be. They're rebuilding from scratch. There's nothing left, folks. And I don't know if 
any of you toured any of that area after the fire, and I'm not one to recommend people just running through being looky-loos and so on, but I know from personal experience in the home that I had that burned down, there's nothing left, folks. If you think you're going to run through and kind of salvage some things back out of it, not happening. In the case of my fire at my cabin, you could see the dryer drum, the hot water heater casing. I had two cast iron gas stoves that you could still see the stove itself, and one had fallen through the upstairs down to the downstairs. Uh, Anything that was metal, depending upon how thick the metal was, that may have been left. Like, for example, the motor assembly of a ceiling fan. Everything else was gone. And everything else was dust. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. We, we didn't even find all the silverware. That's how badly things get, how, how hot the fire gets, and it literally will melt and destroy everything in its path. So you will not be running back through in a fire situation, scram, you, know, you know, sifting through things, trying to find mementos and so on. In my case, we ran through some of the piles Picked out some of the things that we thought we might use as sort of a shadow box for down the road as a memory of what happened. Uh, And then I had the front end loader folks come in and they just scraped the rest of it through it in a dump truck and left. There's nothing worth salvaging, folks. Until you've been through what I'm talking about, you don't really even think about it. You think, oh, I'll be able to go back in and, and, and salvage some things out. Not if it's a total loss, you won't. If your house burns completely to the ground, foundation is all that's left... There's nothing else left, and you're not going to salvage anything. Uh, Real quick also, keys. Have spare keys to whatever it is you own, and again, I would throw them in this suitcase. Spare keys might be to somebody else's house you know, kid's house, extra car keys, whatever. You name it, throw them in that suitcase. Might have a safety deposit box where we're putting some of the things I just mentioned. The other thing that's on this as well, which I'll get into the vehicle side of it, uh, maybe today, if not, we'll get that in the future in regards to just talking about better vehicles than others when it comes to prepping. But make sure you take your vehicles. Make sure they've always got a half a tank of fuel in them and know where the keys are to them at all times. Again, I'm one, just put them in the same spot every time. I'm also one... I know a lot of folks that are in law enforcement would disagree because they don't think you should ever leave keys in the car. But if you park in the garage, keys in the car because of fire. If there's a fire, I want to yank it out. If somebody breaks into my garage and steals the car, fine. It's insured. I could care less. And by the way, if they're in the garage, if they're already that far in, they're going to figure out a way to get the car anyway. So who cares? Give them the keys. But I was always taught being in the automotive world, if a car is parked indoors, keys are in it. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be in the ignition, but in the car someplace where you know it is, where, you know, visor, wherever, but you pop them, put them in the ignition and go. So I, I'm one where have the keys in the car if they're parked inside. And if they're parked outside, have them close by where in a moment's notice you can grab and go. All right, I got a few more things that I want to add to this. If any of you have suggestions, again, you can text us 307 200 8222. Got a couple of messages I'll read through this break. 307 200 8222. Or call us direct 303 477 
5600. 303-477-5600. And I got a couple of things that came in. I'll talk about those as soon as I come back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. All of your electrical and HVAC needs, they can also help you get ready for the what ifs of life. When the mustard gas is filling your neighborhood, you'll want a HEPA filter to keep your family safe. When the napalm catches your neighbor's trees on fire, you'll still be breathing clean, fresh, smokeless air with your Solus Air HEPA filter. With a combination of our generators and air filters, your family won't miss the conveniences of modern society, no matter what the circumstances are. So for all your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, a major sponsor of Fix-It Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have that uh, beloved star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Auto Glass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair back in 1972 and still leads the industry today. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass shops offer services, they don't offer the warranties that Novus does. They have a lifetime limited warranty where if that repair doesn't work, they'll put that money towards a full windshield replacement. Find a Novus location near you by going to any one of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. 
At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. All right, Ready Radio, KLZ 560, and talking about uh, preparedness in general, but especially with Wildfire Preparedness Month, talking about uh, just in general, evacuations, how to be prepared on the front side for anything that might come along. And a couple of you texted in, by the way, thank you. Great tips. One is with your Amazon, I'm sure you remember this, Charlie, your Amazon Prime membership includes free photo storage. I don't know what the max is, but thank you. Yes, great tips. Uh, so does Google, Charlie said as well. So, uh, again, if you have an Amazon Prime membership, you get some free photo storage anyways. And a lot of services out there that offer that. So there you go on that end of it. Somebody also texted in or asked this question, I should say, fireproof safe. Here's what I know about fireproof safes. Depends on the safe and the quality. I will tell you, though, in my particular case, in that fire in Granby, and I think the folks in Louisville would tell you the same thing. When the fire literally destroys everything and literally melts the engine block of a snowmobile to where there's nothing left of it, yes, that's what happened. When it's that hot, I don't know that there's a fireproof safe that, you know, especially some of those small little ones you see around, uh, I guarantee you they're not going to be enough. Even if the safe itself is, you know, is still standing when it's done, what's inside of it, I guarantee you, will burn up. Now, will you know? Are there fireproof safes made that will last long enough? You got to look at all the ratings and see. Some of them are an hour, maybe two. In in my case, I have no idea how long it burned enough to burn a, you know, roughly two thousand square foot cabin to dust. How long does that take? I I didn't watch it. I have no idea. I'm guessing a while. And it burned hot. I, I could tell. I could tell by what the concrete and things around it and the foundation looked like. So would a fireproof safe work? I don't know, folks. I kind of doubt it. And what I would say there is, you know, if it's like a floor safe or something along those lines, maybe. But if it's, you know, if, if it's, for example, on an upstairs floor, and your whole house burns to the ground and it ends up in the basement or the crawl space, chances of it surviving, slim. If it's like a wall safe that's in the foundation, you got a much better chance. So again, this really comes down to the safe itself, how's it being installed, and so on. And just as kind of a side note for a lot of you that are looking at doing different things down the road, even 
building, building shops, garages, new houses, and so on. Why more people don't think through this end of things and put some of these things in on the front side is still a mystery to me. If I was to ever build a, a new house, I haven't built one in a long time now, but if I were to build a new house, this is one of those things I would do. In fact, I would build a concrete room, pay a little extra foundation, you know, put it in the basement, foundation it out, put concrete all around and the ceiling both, and you'd have a pretty solid fireproof structure, uh, sort of like a panic room, if you would, that would enable you to handle pretty much anything. But most people don't have that. Most people haven't thought enough in advance on that. And is it some extra cost? In, when you're doing the foundation and building everything, it's at that point probably nominal compared to trying to retrofit and do it afterwards. So thank you. Great question, by the way. I, I don't know. I guess that's going to be my ultimate answer on a fireproof safe. I think it's just going to come down to it depends. Safe, where it is, how it's mounted, all of that. Bottom line, what's in it? If it's things that can be stored electronically, do so. If on the same token, it's gold, cash, jewelry, things like that, that's where you really have to watch and see, you know, is, is are those items, uh, should they be there in a safety deposit box? Do you trust the safety deposit box? These are all questions you have to answer on your own. No, I do not have all those answers. I'm sorry. This is, this is going to be on a per case basis. Also think about this on the evacuation site. If you have pets, great. Talked about that kind of opening up, who takes care of them. But also, do you have some food and supplies for them set aside? Where if you're running out the door, they've got, in case of those folks, again, up in the Louisville area, do you have a week's worth of, you know, worth of food and things where you're not running to the store to grab these you know, incidental items? Do you have enough of this packed up, ready to go? Make it easy. Uh, one of the things they tell you on the wildfire side of the fence, and, and I get where they're, where they're coming from here, of course, lock all your doors and windows. They say also lock or you know shut all the doors on the interior as well. Maybe slow the fire down if it does end up inside. And then pull open all the shades. Again, because if something comes through the window, you don't want the shade catching on fire. Now, I have a theory on why houses like what were in the Marshall Fire, and in my case, why they burn. I, I, I still think it's because a window breaks, the fire seeks oxygen, it goes in and burns it from the inside out. So will these things help? Maybe. Maybe not. Depends on the fire. The other thing to note, turn off all propane tanks. If you've got barbecues and things like that, have those turned off. In fact, rule of thumb on those are when it's not in use, turn it off. Okay? Just it, when you're not using it, turn it off. The big propane tanks, by the way, if some of you out there listening are on propane, they have the ability to vent and, believe it or not, not explode. Most people think, well, in a big fire, they're going to explode. Not necessarily. They will vent and, and actually probably contribute to the fire at that point while they're venting. So, again, these are things that you want to do on the front side. Now, the other thing I will tell you, and this is on a lot of the websites that I went through today, some of the, some of the stuff that I, I read through, evacuate early. A lot of us want to hang out at home as long as possible and see if things are going to, you know, settle down and, you know, is it going to pass over? But what I will tell you is it's not just you that will be evacuating when that time comes. It'll be everybody else in your neighborhood as well. And if everybody stays until the end, now it's pandemonium trying to get out of your neighborhood or your area of town. 
again, learning from previous experiences, leave early. Don't leave last. It's doubtful that you're going to stave off this fire on your own. Somebody texted in, by the way, and said their family, one of their family's houses burned and had a cheap safe, and the stuff inside was fine. So there again, folks, on, that, on the fire safe, I don't know. I think it's going to come down to where is it, how bad was the fire around it, and so on. In the case of my cabin, I don't know that anything would have survived that after looking at what was left over. But back to the when to evacuate early, not later. If you think about even around this metro area, and I get it if you're out in some of the smaller towns and such, it's probably not as big of a deal. But in some of these, but even then, you look at some of the roads coming in and out of some of these areas, even up in our mountains, when there's only a one way in, one way out, all it takes is a few hundred people trying to get in and out and everything's clogged up. You're not moving anywhere. And all it takes is one knucklehead screwing something up, car dying, getting sideways on the road, running off the road, you name it. Things happen. People are scared. Their heart's racing. They're not acting you know, right. They don't think correctly. Things happen in the car. Now, all of a sudden, the roadway's blocked. The last thing you want is to be stuck because you didn't get out early enough. I'll go back to what I said a moment, probably an hour ago almost now. Nothing in that home is valuable enough to lose your life over. Nothing. Zero, folks. It's a material possession. So get out early. And in, I know there's those out there. Oh, I'm going to stay behind. We're going to fight the fire off. Now, if you're out all by yourself and you've got enough family members and, you know, I'll use the, the Marshall Fire as an example. If you maybe were a home that was out all by yourself, had several acres around you, and you had, you know, decent water pressure and electricity and so on, and you've got the ability to fight some things off, go for it. Fine. That's a different scenario. In a neighborhood where if the house next to you burns and you're burning, leave. There is no sense you hanging around trying to do anything. You're not going to keep the type of fire that I have seen. And I saw a lot of what went on up in that Marshall Fire area while it was burning because my business is up in that area. So I went up right after the show to check on things. And when they're burning like these were, your garden hose isn't doing anything, folks. It's like peeing on it. it, it it's of no use. You're, you're not saving anything. I did see some folks where they were maybe the end house and they turned their sprinklers on before they left. And surprisingly enough, only half the house burned, not the whole thing. The sprinklers actually did protect like one half of the house. But that's a unique situation. And I only saw a few of those in all of that burn area where that would have applied. Bottom line, do all the things that we're talking about. Get out early. There's no sense trying to be a hero. I realize that having an insurance claim is not a fun situation. I've been through it, still going through it. But I also know that having it done right on the front side insurance-wise and then knowing everything's handled, and if it does burn to the ground, having that peace of mind that, oh, I'll be okay. Financially speaking, we'll be fine. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll be right back on track, no issues. That's what you want. And again, I don't have any insurance sponsors on this particular program yet. I'm going to start working on that because of some of the things that we're talking about. But if you need any advice along those lines, let me know. 
The other thing I will tell you is if you end up with a full claim and something's burned to the ground or you lost it in some sort of a, uh, you know, whatever, flood, you name it, this is where you need a public adjuster as well. Other thing that uh, the government will tell you, it's on ready.gov, is know your evacuation zone, where are you supposed to go? You know, where, you know, if you don't have friends or family to go to, where are you going? What are you doing? How are you handling that end of things? The supply side of it, we've already talked about. The, the driving portion, I just mentioned a moment ago, but that's another one where be careful. People, when they're trying to evacuate, again, I've seen this myself, do all sorts of stupid things. Driving on the wrong side of the road. Driving places they shouldn't be. They panic. They don't act, you know, they don't act right. They're not thinking straight. And they do all sorts of dumb things when these things happen. I will also tell you that when it comes to fire, make sure that you do have some masks kicking around because if the fire is bad enough, you're going to want them. Sometimes even driving out, depending upon how bad the fire is coming in. That would, again, go in that suitcase we talked about earlier. So, again, just a side note, preparing for some of these things, thinking on the front side. I'll get Don real quick. Don, I got about a minute, sir. Go ahead. Hey, thank you for taking my call. I've got 200 gallons of bulk uh, gasoline, and it's about two years old. And you said that there's a way to make sure that it is going to be okay to use. Uh, if you, so is it still good now, or is it not good? Well, I haven't tried using it because I don't want to foul my engine, so I thought maybe I should put something in. Well, and you might want to try a little bit of it first. So BG Supercharged, which is sold at all the Napa stores. I talk about that on Drive Radio a lot. You'll have to look at the ratio and figure out how many bottles you need. What I would do first, though, Don, is probably pump out five gallons, treat those five, and see what it does. All right. And if that works, then you could treat the rest. Would it be... uh, would you be able to put it in a vehicle, or should I try using it in a lawnmower? I'd do it in a lawnmower or something like that first so you don't contaminate the vehicle. Okay, so if it works in a lawnmower, it's probably okay for yep. the vehicle. Yep. Yeah, and try those small batches and see what it does. Thank you. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it very much. And by the way, fuel, that was one of the things I had on my list. If you have some gas cans, take those with you. You do not want to try to accelerate the fire Uh, and definitely don't want to leave them in the garage and make matters worse by leaving that behind. So I would actually take those with me if possible. I realize when we're evacuating, a lot of things going on, and that may get missed. If it does, it does. It's just one of those things. So, all right, that's Ready Radio. Thank you guys so much for listening. Questions even outside of the show, feel free to text us, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. Rush to Reason coming up next. we got movie reviews coming your way, so don't go anywhere. This is KLZ 560. Speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.